Welcome to the Serious Social Podcast, created by the straight-talking social media experts at Immediate Future. Through social listening, we get closer to your audience by understanding them better. In this podcast, you'll hear the latest consumer trends for everything to do with barbecue season and we'll demonstrate just how important data insight is in creating engaging and relevant content. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Serious Social Live. Um, It is raining outside. Now, today we're going to be talking not about the weather, but something that is quite closely related to the weather. Um, It's going to be all about data, and I'm using the barbecue data research that we've recently done as a bit of an example of how to use it. So at Immediate Future, we love data. It underpins everything we do because we don't like to make assumptions about your audience on social. We don't like to base things just on age and gender and where people live. It's about their behaviors and their interests, so psychographics rather than demographics. But how we figure out what those psychographics are of your audience is is a bit of a tricky thing. Not going to lie, it's a specialist skill. And we use the data to guide us. So We want to uncover the opportunities where social can make the most impact. Um, But data is really just the first stage. Um, We use a tool called Brandwatch, which is awesome. And it pulls in billions of conversations from blogs, forums, news sites, Twitter um, and review sites and shapes them into um, analysis that we can really get our teeth into. Brandwatch have actually just partnered with Cision and they're going to combine it with Falcon.io and that's going to really broaden their digital consumer intelligence even further. So one of the reasons we love Brandwatch, if you aren't following them on social, I'd recommend it. They're absolutely great. Um, So really what we want to do from that is understand the data within your audience conversations, get closer to the audience, what triggers them to purchase, because that's really essential for businesses to understand if they're looking for engagement and potentially ultimately return from social media. Now, this is all very sort of sciencey and hypothetical. So what I thought I'd do is use an example, take a topic and an example, something that we we kind of quite universal um, and explore what to do with all the juicy data. So we ran some social listening um, and ran some queries around the topic of barbecue, not just the equipment or not just the cooking of it, but what are people drinking? Where are they spending time with their barbecues? Is it a celebration? What equipment are they using? And also what retailers are they shopping at? So I'm going to do some reveals if you want to grab your pen um, and make some notes, or you can obviously come back to us at some point in the future and ask for more info. Um, So conversations are in growth around barbecues. All right, Captain Obvious, probably. Um, But obviously, year on year, uh, they are starting to grow, especially now that the weather has finally started to warm up. Um, And in particular, we're noticing a lot around family activity. Now, again, this might sound quite obvious, but the big drivers have been words around garden, home and love. Now, of course, while we were all locked down last year, and some people still are um, having that kind of trouble in the world, We're spending more time at home, we're cooking at home, we're celebrating at home just within the family. Um, And if you're anything like me, what happens at home when you have a gathering or a barbecue, 
you run out of fridge space pretty quickly, no matter what size your fridge is, because you've got the salads, you've got the drinks and the meats and that it's just endless. So maybe it's no surprise um, to hear that massive ice buckets won't cut it anymore. And that's been proven because we can see mentions of beverage chillers are up 400% year on year, which is whopping. So we're clearly getting a bit more techie about how we store our drinks. Um, and the another techie thing is, is something called a Luftleiter. Have you heard of a Luftleiter? No, I hadn't either. And I'm not going to explain what it is. Um, if you're someone out there who makes these, you might notice a little bump in your search traffic over the weekend as people, reams of people, have to listen to this and then go off to Google to discover what a Luftleiter is. So let me know. Give me a call next week um, if it's increased because social mentions of these are up 83% year on year, which is not the 400% of beverage chillers, but still quite an increase. Um, so go on, have a search for that over the weekend. Now, let's move on to some food. My drumstick and lettuce opinions aside, and if you want to know what that's all about, just head over to LinkedIn and read some of my posts. Um, obviously, there are some key meats that people will still continue to, to have at their barbecues. So chicken, burgers and sausages remain to be the most discussed types of meat. However, burgers are down 15% year on year. And I'm talking about mentions of burgers. So people really saying, I'm going to have a burger on my barbecue, down 15%. Whereas brisket mentions are up by 64%, which was the largest among all the meat varieties that we took a look at. So people getting more sophisticated. They've perhaps watched lots of TV shows and thinking, I'm going to do something a bit more special for my barbecue this time. Um, interest in vegetarian and vegan diets broadly flat year on year. Now, is it just that there aren't enough products? I know there's been a big boom in manufacturers and brands coming out with lots of different vegan and vegetarian products that are out there, but perhaps it's not quite made it into the vernacular and, and vegans maybe still aren't barbecuing that much. And the pescatarian diet, so all about the fish, that's actually had the largest increase year on year. So salmon is super popular. That's up 48%. But mackerel and prawns are the biggest year on year, both at 96%. So, again, maybe just people choosing something slightly different on the barbecue. Now, let's pause on the stats for a second and talk about what we do with these stats. So I mentioned search volume tracking. If you're not looking at your um, SEO trends and if you're bidding on your brand terms and other brand terms, if you're not watching those trends and seeing increases from mentions of your brand on social or social activity that you're doing, then start tracking that now. It has to be a digital ecosystem. Social doesn't exist on its own. If somebody wants to go and search something they will use google or they'll talk to their friends or you know perhaps then go watch a tv show so consider how you're tracking that customer journey and where people are going to find out about it um, another um, option is to obviously join the conversation so if you go to our feeds you'll see a couple of posts about these barbecue trends now we've gone for content that is thumb stopping headline grabbing and hopefully worth a look um, and so we've done for example brits are boycotting burgers now obviously that's a headline stat we're looking for people to go up really 15% year on year down, not huge amounts. However, they're going for brisket much more. So we've mentioned that. We've also done a post about um, the Aussies being right. Everyone's throwing their shrimps on the barbie. Um, and the last and probably my favorite one is vegans hate parties. Well, they make 
I don't hate parties. They're just not really talking about barbecues much. So we've gone for that kind of thumb stopping, get involved in it, um, headline newsworthy kind of thing. But what we haven't then done is released a report. Now, we did do a barbecue report a couple of years ago. It's still on our site if you want to go and have a look. Um, but this time around, we haven't done a full report. And this is a B2B tactic that you could possibly use and one that we call nudge nurture where we're putting something out and we're going to start seeding that through into our content um, and people will come to us and ask for more we haven't released the report or they'll wait for more or they'll watch this video so there's a couple of pieces of different content now CJ, our managing director, he explains this much better than me. So go over to our channels and watch one of his videos where he explains it. Um, but we'll hold on to that valuable content. Now, when we're talking about how to use the content in the context of your social, um, if you are a food brand and we're talking about barbecue content here, think about how to incorporate the trending food and drinks. Can you create a new recipe with one of these trends? Can you interview a specialist chef? Maybe there's a, a vegan barbecue chef that you could talk to. Or can you just go and interview and explain what the hell a Luftleiter is? Um, that could be some really great content because people still don't really know. And, and I see a couple of comments coming through saying, nope, I didn't know what it is either. <laughs> All right, let's go back to some stats. Now, this is interesting. As I do remember from our last report, we talked about uh, grill manufacturers. So who's making the barbecues? And we have now seen that there are two brands, Kadak and Cobb, are now the most discussed barbecue grill manufacturers with 144% and 138% respectively year-on-year -year growth. Now, I know that in our previous report, we definitely mentioned the likes of Weber, Landman and Big Green Egg. So where have they gone? Are they not doing much marketing? Are people not loving them anymore? Are they just out of fashion? We have to do a bit more digging, but really interesting to see two different brands coming to the light. Um, and retailers. Now, I know this is something that lots of food manufacturers out there will be really interested to hear about. Where are your brands being stocked? Have you got the right retailer relationships? So just to let you in, um, when it comes to barbecue conversations, around 28% are mentioning Tesco. That's the top one. Um, but the three discussion leaders were Tesco at 28%, then Aldi and Morrison's equal at 11% each. Aldi mentions are slightly higher than their market share. Now, they obviously do a, a lot of different marketing um, and they are also able to offer that middle aisle of various items, which will definitely include some barbecue equipment right over the summer. Um, and that can be an extra pull to get people into store. So perhaps that's what people are, are mentioning. So Tesco, Aldi, Morrison's, you're winning, apparently. Um, the other thing that we looked at is whether people are mentioning their local butchers. Now, the, the shopping closer to home and keeping it local was certainly a trend that we saw over the last 12 months through the pandemic. Um, but it's harder to see whether people are talking about their local retailers, mostly because butchers were going to have unique names in each local area, same as greengrocers, etc. Um, but people are really only mentioning the big retailers when it comes to barbecue. Only about 8% are mentioning local. So it doesn't mean that nobody's shopping local, but when it comes to barbecue, perhaps there's a decision to be made about convenience and price, particularly if you're cooking for a lot of people. And that's where the bigger retailers will come in. So I have got some drinks trends for you next. Um, there's a bit of a back to basics trend, again, could be driven by people uh, enjoying barbecues mostly at home. Not really many people talking about cocktails. Um, and you'd think 
I, if you're anything like me, being a Brit in the summer, we get the PIMS out right. But actually, PIMS is down 36% year on year. Have we seen many adverts for them? Maybe it's because they're about big gatherings and we're not really getting that. Maybe there's been less tennis on. Um, it could just be that. And also, G&T is down. Gin and tonic, 56% down year on year. Now, that could be driven by uplifts in other areas. And one of the things that we saw um, is hard seltzer. If you haven't heard of hard seltzer, go out and try it. It is really, it's really good. So it's it's basically a, a fizzy um, water with flavorings and alcohol. And it's becoming to popularity because it's slightly lower in calories, carbs, and mostly gluten-free um, and just kind of nice and refreshing comes in cans. So the rival to the gin in a tin, I guess. Now, the number of mentions for hard seltzer is still quite low, but they are growing really fast. And actually, it's up 800% year on year, which is massive. So that's clearly a bit of a trend for this summer drinks. Um, last bit of stats, and this is these are my favorite, really. It's always about the cheese for me um, at any meal, to be perfectly honest. But interesting couple of stats that we saw, blue cheese has had a real growth year on year. Uh, I don't mean the growth on the blue cheese, pun intended, um, 173% up year on year. What is it about blue cheese? Really interesting. Um, other types of cheese that are mentioned in the context of barbecue. So halloumi, 17% up year on year, and feta and mozzarella both up. So people possibly looking for cheese that is going to be melters, but also looking at um, the, the slightly more exotic, I guess, something that could be used in a salad um, rather than just the, the traditional English cheese varieties or even the, the sort of French breeze that maybe we would have seen in previous years. So lots and lots of stats to get your head around there. Um, a couple more ideas then for how you can use stats or social listening and understanding your audience better. Ask the audience. So you've seen a trend. You've heard something is trending up. You, you've perhaps picked up on something Ask them, how are they enjoying their blue cheese? Are they melting it? Why is no one drinking Prosecco this year? So um, get involved and get them to come back to you and let you know, not only will you get the engagement from that piece of content, but you'll learn something from their answers that you can continue to create content. It should be a cycle like that. It can also, as a brand, help you source the right brand partnerships. So, for example, you want to create a piece of content, maybe with a secondary brand or a complementary brand that will help both of you on social. Consider which ones are going to have the right trend for you. So you want to partner with a cheese brand. Great. Let's just say that the cheese brand that you happen to pick is about to launch a blue cheese variety in a couple of months spot on because that's trending up year on year. So it kind of helps you make those decisions. You can also brief your influencers um, to create content around the trending topics. So get that trend in mind and find the zeitgeist. If you see it, go for it, get the content made. Um, and you can utilize that over, over the coming months. And the other thing is to news, Jack, hop on the trends and get involved in the conversation. Maybe be a bit controversial like our boycotting burgers or vegans hating parties, but um, certainly talk about it. It's it's obviously being talked about. You can see it's trending up. So get involved. And you can do things like that on TikTok if you're super agile, but TikTok trends fly by in a, you know, a matter of days. So consider where it's going to be best to create this content. Um, and in order to be agile, you have to plan 
I know I say it every time I'm on here, but plan out your content and plan ahead. Make sure that you've got all of that done and then leave some gaps to be relevant and pick up on those trends because you'll resonate a whole lot more with the audience if you're talking about the same things that they are and that they care about. So lots to think about, loads of tips and tricks. Um, if you want to know more about the barbecue trends themselves or you have any other questions about social listening, just DM me or get in touch with uh, one of us through our social channels. Um, thank you for joining for this week. As you know, you can go and watch any of our previous series socials on YouTube or Facebook um, and IGTV, in fact. And you can also listen to it as a podcast pretty much anywhere you get those. So hop into that, do subscribe and then come back to us next week um, and let me know if you found out what a Luftleiter is. All right, that's it from me. See you all soon. If you're after more know-how to break the social boring, Subscribe now and check out the show notes for links to our website and social profiles.